This morning, we are speaking with Paul Skowinski, who is a statewide educator for the Wisconsin Citizen Lake Monitoring Network. Paul, thank you for joining us today. Can you tell us a little bit about the Wisconsin Citizen Lake Monitoring Program in regards to when did it start, how many lakes are being monitored, and approximately how many volunteers are currently involved? The Wisconsin Citizen Lake Monitoring Network started in 1986, so almost 40 years ago now, with a little over 100 lakes initially. And we actually have still several of the same volunteers that are monitoring their lakes after 37 years now. Uh, The number of lakes and volunteers involved changes a bit from year to year, but we usually hover between 700 and 800 lakes per year and roughly 1,000 volunteers per year. What types of information do the volunteers gather once they're out on the lakes? Yeah, well, back in 1986, we just asked volunteers to collect a simple water clarity measurement on their lakes. And a few years later, the volunteers were interested in gathering more information on water chemistry of their lakes. So we started collecting total phosphorus and chlorophyll and water temperature and dissolved oxygen data, too. Uh, These days, our volunteers still collect the same information, but many of them also monitor things like ice cover, and they look for early populations of aquatic invasive species, too. And when does the season start and end? And then once the season starts, how frequently do you need the volunteers to get out on the lakes to gather this information? That varies a little bit between volunteers because some of them are full-time on the lakes and some of them move away from the lake during the colder months. But we like to see monitoring taking place between May and September. Um, many volunteers are out on the mon- they're out monitoring the lakes as soon as the lake opens up in the spring and until it freezes again in the fall. So it does vary a little bit. The first water chemistry sample needs to be taken within two weeks of the lake opening up in the spring. So that could be mid-March in the southern part of the state, or it could be mid-May up in the north. And as far as frequency goes, water chemistry samples are taken four times per year, once after ice out, and then in the second half of June, July, and August. Water clarity measurements are more frequent. They're taken every 10 to 14 days, usually from May to September, but sometimes longer than that, depending on the volunteer. And we're also fortunate to be part of a project that uses a space satellite called Landsat 8. And that satellite can estimate water clarity on lakes across Wisconsin from space. Uh, We give a a schedule of of the satellite's flyover dates to the volunteers. And if they can collect water clarity measurements on those same dates, the measurements then can be provided to the satellite project. And they basically help to confirm the satellite's estimates and help calibrate the satellite's equipment. And then the satellite can actually record water clarity estimates and trends over time on lakes that do not have an active volunteer, or it could be a lake that's really remote or difficult to access. And Paul, can you briefly describe the training that these volunteers receive before they get out on the lakes to start gathering this information? Sure. We provide all of the training and equipment that the volunteers need, so there's really no expense to them. We have a combination of DNR staff and non-DNR partners around the state that train new volunteers, and they provide ongoing support for them. They provide their equipment and replace equipment if needed, and they also show the volunteers how to get their monitoring information into the state water quality database and interpret what that information means. Usually, 
A new volunteer is trained right at their own lake, and we can demonstrate how to take measurements and collect the water samples. We also provide refresher trainings in the springtime for volunteers, and we have a series of refresher videos on YouTube that the volunteers can watch after a long winter season to refresh their memory on monitoring methods before they start monitoring the lake again. Since the information gathered is used to assess the health of these lakes, what have we learned thus far about the problems or issues affecting those lakes right here in Dane County? Yeah, the biggest issue in Dane County and really most of our counties in the state is excess nutrient pollution. And nutrients can get into a lake from all kinds of sources, and that would include eroded soils that get into the lake. It could include runoff of fertilizers, whether that's from a residential lawn or an agricultural field, or even things like dog waste or lawn clippings that get into the lake. Uh, When you get an overload of nutrients into a lake, it can cause all kinds of problems like abundant aquatic vegetation or algae blooms, including the harmful blue-green algae or cyanobacteria. It can cause fish kills, or it can cause invasive species populations to thrive because they tend to like those high-nutrient conditions. And once phosphorus accumulates in a lake, it can be recycled year to year within the lake, and it will just perpetuate those conditions over and over again. There's a, a cool project in the Madison area called the Suck the Muck Project, where mucky sediments full of phosphorus are removed from tributary streams before they can flow down to the Ahara Lakes and deliver that phosphorus load that they contain. And a lot of farmers in the area are also working with groups like the university and DNR and the nonprofit Clean Lakes Alliance to figure out ways to keep soil on the land and re- reduce the potential role of agriculture contributing to any water quality problems downstream. Paul, what are some of the good practices that people can take to help protect the lakes from these problems you've just identified? Right, right, that's important. Uh, I mentioned the the improved farming practices in the Suck the Muck project, which are pretty large-scale projects, but everyone has something they can do to improve the water quality of lakes in Dane County and, and across the whole state. The biggest thing that anyone can do is to reduce inputs of various pollutants into the water, and that could be nutrients like phosphorus, or it could be things like road salt or chemicals that are used on their property. Lakes occur in low spots in the landscape, and unfortunately for them, that means the surrounding land tends to slope down to the water, and anything that happens on the nearby land will have an impact on the lake itself, and that impact could be positive or it could be negative. I'm a really big fan myself of rain gardens, which are beautiful gardens, but they have a really important side benefit of capturing stormwater runoff from a property before it can flow down to a water body or a wetland. And that runoff can contain all kinds of chemicals and nutrients from the lawn or from a driveway or rooftop, sometimes even neighboring properties if the water flows from the neighbor. And a rain garden is planted in a low area which could be a natural low spot or it could be a man-made spot. And it provides a a low place for that water to be captured and filtered instead of it running directly down to a waterway through a storm sewer drain. A lot of people don't realize that most storm sewers run straight into a lake or a river. They don't have any kind of filtration or treatment. So that road salt and motor oil and grass clippings and everything else that runs down their driveway or down the road is going right into the lake or the river. 
So anything they can do to reduce erosion or chemical use or runoff is ultimately going to be good for the water quality of the lakes. And I should mention that rain gardens are not ponds. They tend to hold water for a matter of minutes or a few hours after a storm, and then the water all soaks in and it's gone. Sometimes there's a uh, concern with mosquitoes in rain gardens, but there isn't water sitting in there long enough for that to really become an issue. Those are all good examples, and some of them are, are relatively easy for people to apply. How can people who might be interested in joining this program become involved? Sure. The Citizen Lake Monitoring Network is always looking for more volunteers. The best way to find more information about the network is through our website. So they can go to uwsp.edu slash uwexlakes and then click on the Citizen Lake Monitoring Network button. Uh, I'd also encourage people in the Madison area to, to, to uh, consider working with the Clean Lakes Alliance and other local groups that focus on protecting and enhancing the Ahara chain specifically. Um, the Clean Lakes Alliance website is just cleanlakesalliance.org. Nice, easy one. So there's lots of ways to get involved. We've been talking with Paul Skowinski, who is the statewide educator for the Wisconsin Citizen Lake Monitoring Program. Paul, thanks f- so much for sharing your time with us today. Of course. It was great talking with you, Greg. Appreciate it. Bye now.